Hi there. Just wanted to send a quick warning that this episode of the spoiler cast contains mentions of sexual assault at around the 40 minute mark. Welcome to this episode of the Spoiler Cast, episode number 61. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined here by Allie. <laughs> Tristan. Clever girl. And Bera. What is happening? Uh, it's been too long. It's been too long, friends. It's been a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in line with our with our new schedule. Yes, it's been great. Um, and today we're going to be talking about a little game that's... Been 15 years in the making? 16? 13? Stupid long time. Yeah, at least 10. Many years in the making. Kingdom Hearts 3, um, which Allie and I have played, and subsequently not played for a week or two, so it will be difficult to speak to some of the plot, but that's okay. <laughs> um, There's plot? There's yeah. plot? <laughs> I joke. There's, There's too a, much plot. There's so much plot. There's, There's so much plot. seven hours of a single man explaining it plot yeah yes <laughs> yeah i mean i gotta be honest with you the only things i know kingdom hearts with about are like you know weebs falling out of it in love with it and falling out of love with it and then getting obsessed over it coming out again um and the fact that i saw a number of clips for it because a good audio for the damn yankee song high enough was made for an amv to it so when i wanted to listen to high, high enough i was well, seeing it a few years ago there Deep cuts. There are AMVs for a lot of songs with Kingdom Hearts. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <So> <laughs> you know, those so were those were dark many. times. <laughs> it's one of the very strange things yeah. <laughs> of life. <laughs> yeah, no. Like in high school, a lot of people I know just like really liked that game, and then yeah, and that's right and then, when Kingdom Hearts Two was like released, and then nothing, 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 and then this thing comes out, and then. Well, well, I will guess I'll see how it measures except, up. Except that there wasn't a whole lot of nothing, and that's part of the problem. <laughs> oh. oh. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. Before we do that, um, Bera, mm. what have you been playing? Uh, so, I have been a filthy casual and not playing anything except for one thing, and I, now you may feel free to shame me, and this is basically because of momentum. The only thing I've been playing is a mobile game called Adventure Communism. <laughs> and I oh, wish I've it was... I've heard of that game. <laughs> I have not. Let's let's talk. What kind of game is Adventure Communism? Adventure Communism is an idle game with literally no real strategy whatsoever. Nice. Wait, it wait. Is, did you say an idle game? It's an idle game. Like like <laughs> singing and dancing adorable girls idle. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. I-D-L-E. Okay. <laughs> Essentially okay. the game... No, because idle, idle games, I-D-O-L... Are a thing, and for a terrifying moment, I was very confused. <laughs> yes, no, Tristan. That is that is one of the one of the terrifying obsessions that you and I do not have overlapping. We have oh, no. different terrifying. Oh no! Obsessions. Idols are like, not a. <laughs> what kind of music do sexy lumberjacks like to listen to? Um, that would be like I get seven that, brides for seven brothers. Yeah, seven brides for seven brothers. That's one. So like, put um, a dancing game with that, except instead of dancing, you're chopping trees. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, we need to make this game. Holy shit! Holy era. shit! 
I love you. I love you so much. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, Anyways, so adventure communism is essentially you. I thought when I was when I doubt because I was getting stupid advertisements for it, and just like I'm nonstop on every platform getting advertisements for Game of Sultans. Are you also getting advertised from Game of Sultans on I Instagram? I am not. No. I don't know why. What's I don't Instagram? Know. <laughs> You're in the ad. I haven't touched I, my Instagram in probably like over a year. I least. literally have only done one I post know. in my Instagram history. I was, and that I was, was yesterday. <laughs> I, I was I was I was on my phone yesterday and this notification comes in. Bear has posted for the first time to his Instagram. I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So, of course, I naturally smashed the Instagram button. I had to see what this was. And I was not disappointed. Smash it's that just, like. Smash that like. Hit the ring. The bell or whatever. Um, no, I, I went on Instagram and it was just a picture of Bear and his fine mug with a Yankees with his Yankees cap on. Just getting souped up for the new baseball season. Yeah, for opening day. I was like, opening. the caption literally was, opening day, let's go. And, yeah, no. I have many things, but in addition to... The lighter, more esoteric, more crunchy, er, earthy stuff. I'm also an obnoxious Yankees fan, so. You um, are a brave I'm, man for living in Massachusetts wearing yeah. that hat. Yeah. I am. I am. I wear it to work sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you're basically walking into work with a kick the shit out of me sign on your head. <laughs> well, I'm in western Massachusetts. There's enough New York. Yeah, I was going to say, it's now. probably pretty <laughs> yeah. Whereas um, I live in the middle of Boston. <laughs> you live in Brighton specifically. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, no, that would be interesting. Uh, in any case, uh, so, but back to adventure communism. It's essentially it's an idle game where essentially you, uh, you just ha- it mines resources when you're away, and then the only <laughs> and thing now- you do is just upgrade your cards, yeah. and it keeps on giving you props to like you know do thing to basically buy gold to increase your rate of success of of speed to do stuff. So it's one of those things that are basically designed. To make it so you spend money on it, except there is really literally no strategy to it. Like, I remember playing another, like, mobile game which designed to do it where you were essentially just, like, you were an old lady beating up people. And there was actual gameplay. There really isn't gameplay in your communism. I guess the reason why I'm playing is that A, it's on my phone. And B, seeing what new cards come out is interesting and... I don't know. I should delete it because there's better things I could be doing with my time in between things. But, yeah, so right. I am just, like, in peak, and I downloaded it because I thought, oh, I'll be able to, like, you know, have this funny, um, uh, funny like, approximation of a command economy, and I'll, like, get to do, to battle people or to deal with economic crises or do a little role-playing things. Nope, it's just collecting cards and saying how much you want to buy of each resource, and eventually you'll get enough of it as it is. So, like many things, it is meaningless. Uh but yeah, so that's my gaming stuff at the moment, and I really should do something worthwhile, like just play Fallout Four. <laughs> nice, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go next only because I know we're getting to Sekiro, and I'll let Allie and Tristan take the stage. Specifically, Allie take the stage on that one. But um, I'm pounding I, my been... fists against my chair so much right now, yes. but very softly. <laughs> so um, I've been playing some of Sekiro, but I'll wait to talk about that with y'all. 
and by playing some Sekiro, I'm in the tutorial area. But anyway, we'll 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 get out. We'll get there when we get there. I started playing Devil May Cry Five, which we may or may not. We're still figuring out what we're going to do for future episodes, but we may or may not talk about that a bit. About halfway through Devil May Cry Five, I think I'm like in mission eleven, and I mm-hmm. think there's twenty missions. That one's pretty fun. It feels a little slow, but I'm not sure. You're getting to the high point. Though. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I can't wait um, for whatever that is. Um, <laughs> but what I've been um, really trying to wrap up is Dragon Quest. 11 finally Ooh. Um, I'm about 70 hours in and I'm, I think I'm at the final so typically the way Dragon Quest games work is there is a it's, it's kind of three acts there's the first act where you're fighting something and then there's the second act where you find out that the thing you were fighting isn't actually the thing that you're supposed to be fighting there's a bigger more evil thing um, and then that's act two Bigger, and act, better, evil boy. Right. And then Act 3 is you've defeated the really, truly evil thing that's taking over the world, and now it's just like post-game stuff, like farming metal slimes and whatnot. And <laughs> what I typically do is get through Act 2 at least and then drop off. So that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I think I'm just before the final boss um, of Act 2 of that game. I doubt we'll ever do a spoiler cast on it, and I'm not going to spoil anything here because we're not talking about that today. But I will say that I think... It is nowhere near as good somehow as Dragon Quest Eight. Maybe that's my nostalgia talking, because being an, an American playing Dragon Quest games, I was never really appraised on the older ones. Dragon Quest Eight was the one that broke through, quote-unquote, I think, on the PS2. And I just felt like it had better everything. Better characters, better combat, um, better story, better music, better... Better movement and options of movement? It's strange. But did it have better poof poof? Probably. <laughs> um, I uh, I don't know. It just feels like a step back somehow. It feels like it's been like 12 years since there was a proper 3D Dragon Quest, and this one seems like a step back, and it's weird. I'm still playing through it because I can't help myself, but uh, that's what I'm feeling. Anyway. Allie. Awesome. Let's talk about Sekiro. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go, 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 Can we talk about how enemies tracking in Sekiro is bullshit? No. You started that grab move like five seconds ago and I maneuvered all the way behind you and you still grabbed me? You piece of shit. What the f- I mean, I just got to the part where you run into an enemy where he, as he's approaching you, goes, as he flies in from the sky. So oh, I got to that I think part. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think I saw that on, um, I don't know if you all watched Dunkey. Yeah, Dunkey Dunkey had a thing in his video, yeah. Is that the beginning? The very beginning? <laughs> Basically, yeah. So uh, I'm uh, slogging through this game very, very slowly. Oh, uh, okay. Because I'm like, huh, it's more aggressive than a regular Dark Souls. I'll play this like a Bloodborne. Oh, you can't play this like a Bloodborne. Like a Bloodborne. That Bloodborne. doesn't work either. Well, if unless you practiced parrying in Bloodborne, which I did not. Ha ha! That's why I'm having a. But the parrying time. is definitely more forgiving. It's in a lot of ways not as lenient though. Like you can't grind your character, so to no. speak, to make oh, him see. buffer. Like you can get a bunch of experience to get skills, but like you have to beat relatively hard mini bosses to get items to level up your health. To help yeah. you beat the actual bosses. They're, gotcha. they're fun, though. Except for 
there's a mini boss like right after the first like for realsies boss in the game and i did not like it and it wasn't even a this is too hard it was a wow this is really tedious and i'm getting impatient and i just want it to be over especially because like the actual first boss of the game was hard but it was such a fun kind of gimmicky almost fight that i was like oh this is neat i want more things like this I love how it lies to you and tells you you can dodge grab moves by dodging to the side. All right, Tristan. Okay, I'll Tristan, some, stay, stay buy, salty. I was going to say, I'll <laughs> buy you some Mortons. <laughs> <laughs> the salt is strong. Um, I'm just going to start dodging everything by jumping. That seems to be fine. That Tristan, I'll, I'll never forget the time you were at a Smash Brothers tournament at my, at my old place in Warwick. And you said something, and one of my friends from the corner of the room yells, Get this man some salt! <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I can, anyway. I can feel Tristan's blood pressure rising as he's thinking about this game. So, he has a, well, let's put it this way, he has a crowbar in his hand, and he's stabbing a bottle cap with it right now. All right. So, Allie, I have an important question for you, then. Mm-hmm. The word salty, is that just a Northeast thing, or is people also use it? No, in Virginia. It Salty is, is okay. So salty, like traditionally, like the way you and I would have used it, like maybe seven years ago or whatever, does yeah. not really apply anymore. The meaning of salty now is very specifically like, at least the way I've seen it now, born out of games of people basically being pissy when things don't go their way in a game. And right. I and I mostly see so- it in the context of competitive gaming of people getting mad and irritated and then somebody going, oh, wow, you're just being salty. Like, you're just mad. But not salty in the, like, cantankerous old sailor man sense of the world. <laughs> word. No, That's I was like- thinking about salty like the gaming thing because I'm sure from, like, mag- in magic culture. Um, so... Oh, okay. It seeped its way into that, too, I see. (laughs) The salt is strong everywhere. (laughs) So anyway, I'm I'm super... I'm not really far at all. I played... I got it one night. I played up until the... Like, you first get the grappling hook. I did one grapple on a tree, and then I turned the game off. Oh, you poor bastard. I will so, say, just wait. as soon as you get your first like couple skill points, Dan, put those into the being able to grapple onto enemies and attack them when you get the prompt, because mm-hmm. it's really, really helpful. Okay, sounds yeah. good. I will take all of your all of your wisdom before I go into this and fight Ogre Man or whatever that first the thing chain, is that I keep hearing about. The Chained Ogre is a butt. Yeah. Like, my He's hands a- were shaking so bad after I beat him. With rage or with fear? Uh, mostly fear and excitement. Uh, like, my hands oh, okay. were sweaty and everything. I was like, I did it! Like, I had to go lie down on my bed and, like, just look at my boyfriend like, I did it! I did it! I beat the I man! Be- <laughs> <laughs> and, I beat the first mini-boss! <laughs> and now that I'm, like, looking back on it, I'm like, oh. Oh, that's so much easier now compared to everything I've done. yes um i this is a game that i i think i'm gonna be a little bit more fond of than some of the other ones just because it's more about skill and less about like it seems like it's more about skill and less about equipment and leveling and all that other stuff like yeah i mean definitely there are definitely some people who more prefer the like traditional from soft way of doing or i guess souls things and it's kind of we can get more to it in the spoiler cast, but the main thing that I want to say to people is don't 
go into it treating it like Dark Souls because you're no. gonna end up being really upset. And like, not even in terms of like, oh, I'm disappointed. It's not another Dark Souls, but just like it. You kind of have to. If you try to go into it like it's Dark Souls, you have to basically relearn everything. You like, unlearn what you. It's have like learned. riding mm-hmm. a bike from the fifth dimension. I don't know. It's it's really different, but I think it's yeah. really good that they tried something new. I really like that they tried something new. I think it's really brave of them, considering the Dark Souls Bloodborne formula was so popular for them. And it seems to be doing really well, so I'm ha- well, I'm happy for that. I, I I think they've they've spawned a new genre of game, but it's not necessarily Bloodborne or sorry Dark Souls genre. It's more like a difficult adventure game or difficult action formula with like an interesting like I'm interested in like the story somehow. I don't know why, but I'm you know like even the tiny little bit I've played, I'm like this is pretty cool it's like seems like it's simpler than some of the other games like it's like this is what this thing's about all right cool um can we can we call this new genre the scrub slayer genre (laughs) sure but it's just it it seems i feel like games used to be a lot harder than they are and they've gotten easier and easier and easier over time so but if you go back and play like donkey kong country man that game you are yeah (laughs) well i mean well, games initially, you know, from the arcade era, were right. pretty much designed to take your money. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, you know, I feel like as a bleed-over, console games had, like, a similar level of difficulty. And, you know, as time has gone on, I think console and PC games, they're... I mean, I don't necessarily say think that all games have gotten easy, but I think... And... But I will say that there has... that. It's not the default to play it on hard mode. Right. Like, you can... I mean, for instance, like, you know, I you know, I think a good example of, like, a game is, like, you know, the new Wolfenstein, it's normal mode is still really hard. I think it's actually a beautifully balanced game. But you can put... Uh, kick the difficulty down substantially. Yeah. Um, and similarly, you know, like, this campaign for StarCraft uh, for Starcraft 2 is, you know, it's mildly challenging, but, you know, it's, like... But, you know, like, on normal, you could pretty much, like, go through it and just enjoy the story... But, you know, you can also also kick it up a notch. Uh, and it seems like what's interesting about the Dark Souls games is that they're... And, the, from, and Bloodborne and what you're saying with Sekiro is that they're games where, once again, there is no easy mode. They're like, not. The point of the game is to just be challenged and for it to be hard. And I think people like that. Uh, I think that I, that's something that they enjoy. I, I don't think that should be every game. But I think some games having that genre where you buy into it, like, yes, this is a hard game I'm buying... It's good. Let, let, let me flip that question, actually, over to Tristan and Allie, who have played more of these yeah. types of games, because there there have been other podcasts I've listened to where this question has come up over, over and over again, and people are, there's, like, two different camps where certain people are saying, oh, I really wish that they would just have, like, an easy mode so that people can, like, who just want to enjoy the story and don't want to be super challenged can get into it. But then the other half of the people say, absolutely not. The whole point of the series the whole point of these games is that is the struggle is is the is the battle to to get to the end and the you know Ali you talked about it a little bit how you were shaking when you <laughs> you defeated the ogre the ogre man chained guy for the first time with you know excitement and you like ran in and you're like I beat the man uh, so what do you, what do you think do you think they're they should allow for an easy mode for other folks or that aren't maybe y'all or do you think they should leave it as it is 
I honestly, if they added an easy mode, it wouldn't take away my enjoyment. I, I think it'd be fine. I think people freaking out going, but if you add easy mode, it ruins the point. Well, if that ruins the point of a game for you, that's just really sad. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Like, if that, if other people being able to enjoy a thing you like, despite your weird desire to be oddly gatekeepy, then there's something wrong with you. Plain and simple. So as the counterpoint, <laughs> I would prefer them not to put it in easy mode. And the reason I would say that is, as a fan of things like Devil May Cry, that part of the point of games like this and, like, the character action genre is the getting good at it. Yeah, and it's that's the level you can still do that if a game has an easy mode. Nobody's going to force you to play easy mode just because it exists on the menu shouldn't ruin your experience. Right. The that's po- that's my main point is, oh my god, an option. like It's like subtitles. Sometimes I play with subtitles, sometimes I don't. The fact that they exist doesn't really bother me. I'm I, not going to harp on anybody that does or doesn't use them. Yeah, I, I think Ali too. I think I think like I, I agree with you, and I, and I, personally, and I, I think like one of the game, one of my favorite games, my favorite game last year was Celeste, and it had an easy mode, but they don't. I, I think if it's an easy mode, it's not like easy, medium, or hard. It's more like in Celeste, it's you either play the game normal or you play assist mode. Yeah. And assist mode is made for people who want to enjoy the story, don't want to be challenged as much, because it is a pretty intensive, on your hands, like, platformer. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's tough. Um, and that's, so, the thing, that's the thing, too, I, I just want to add to that, Dan, is the thing about hands specifically. Like, I have a lot of damage in my hands. I really love these games, but I can't play them for that long because I have really bad tendonitis in both my arms. So if I sit there and play for hours and hours... I can't play anymore. It mm. physically hurts me. Yeah. Mm. 20 years ago, I accepted that I will have arthritis by the time I'm 35. <laughs> Ouch. Tristan, counterpoint. Yeah. Have arthritis. <laughs> counterpoint. Like, My bones suck. <laughs> but, His yeah. one regret in life is that he has bonitis. <laughs> Jeez Louise, guys. So... Do we did we go through everyone or do we want to go? Oh, uh, okay. So we could get to news now. No, no, not we haven't gone through everybody. Oh, Tris. Um, first of all, Allie, did you have anything else you were playing that you wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I don't think anything that I've done recently. I think last year we talked. I had picked up the Twiwi remake as well. Yes. Yep. Ooh. And yep, yep. then Kingdom Hearts happened, and I haven't touched Twiwi since. Nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, mostly just Kingdom Hearts and then Sekiro. Cool. Tristan, what have you been playing, my friend? So, having completed my first playthrough of Devil May Cry 5... Oh, God, I gotta go on... Oh, Son of Sparta mode next. Somebody get this man water, he's dying! Son of Sparta mode next. Oh. Is it called Son of Sparta mode? Yeah. So there, there. So there's human, devil hunter, son of Sparta, uh, heaven or hell, and Dante must die. <laughs> they always have all of these modes in like every one of their games, starting with the first one, I think. Yeah, uh, heaven or hell mode, everything dies in one hit. You, enemies, bosses, everything dies in a single hit. 
So you could just blaze through it by killing all the bosses with your gun. If you can survive not getting hit. That's can, the crucial part. Can you make it through the game on Heaven or Hell mode? Yes. I feel like you could kill bosses pretty easily in that. I've never played Heaven or Hell in anything. Heaven or Hell mode is very easy for bosses. Yes. Except that there are quite a few bosses who have invulnerable phases or right. or block phases. Um, or parts of the boss that you have to attack first before you can damage the boss. Oh. Etc. Yeah. Boo. Um, so I've got so I've got gotten through my Dante first What is Dante Must Die mode? What is that? Uh, basically, you die in three hits. It doesn't matter how much health you have, and and it's basically hardest difficulty, in terms of uh, enemy aggression, damage, and uh, AI. So why don't you get start it on that? Because I have to beat Son of Sparta before I unlock that. Yeah, you have to do it in order. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. yeah oh, no, wow. No. Um, so, I'm going to go back and do human f- next. Mm-hmm. Just to farm up red orbs now that I've unlocked everything. Mm-hmm. So, my first playthrough was Devil Hunter, which is normal. That unlocked Son of Sparta. Now I'm going to go back and do the human difficulty just to, to farm up the red orbs on it. So I can get all the abilities. So then I can do Son of Sparta with everything unlocked. Nice. That's what's next. Been playing Sekiro. Uh, I while I was waiting on Sekiro, I also started playing uh, Fist of the North Star: Lost Paradise, which is the Fist of the North Star game made by the Yakuza team. Yes, I'd heard about this one. Yes, you were uh, so you're already drunk, punching everything, uh, punching everything a lot until it explodes. Wow! And there's and there's DLC which I paid for that lets you play through the game as. Yakuza series protagonist Kazuma Kiryu. I love how I love how Tristan says that like to shame himself. There's DLC, which I definitely paid for. I I am ashamed that I paid for DLC that is basically just a costume. Yeah, but but on the plus, be ashamed if you didn't pay for it. But on the plus side, Kazuma like come before you in the middle of the night and be like, Tristan, you are no longer my adopted son, and he turns his back. Kazuma has an adopted daughter. I don't That's know. I feel like if Kazuma Kiryu were a real person, he'd be very staunchly anti-capitalist, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, nice. Um, however, that game did have me less than t- that had me less than twenty minutes from starting the game to Kazuma Kiryu telling somebody they're already dead, and then they <laughs> explode behind him. Have you played the uh, what is it the bartending mini game where he makes the drinks and he says you are already drunk? So, so wow. I have, and it turns out that there are actually a bunch of different drinks you make, and the you are already drunk is the name of one of the drinks. Oh, so he doesn't okay. say it every time. Doesn't so say it every he just time. said, okay, well, I like that one the best. There's also 100 Proof Rush instead of 100 Punch Rush. Um, I'll have to go back and see what some of the others are. Uh, I... I will say, though, I am actually a little disappointed because I it's definitely not as good as the Yakuza games. Like, graphically, it's really actually kind of ugly. Part of mm. that is to keep with the uh, aesthetic of the Fist of the North Star comics. Um, but the post-apocalyptic setting makes a lot of the side stories just kind of a downer. And most of the side stories are just, oh, fight this thing. 
cool, you fought the thing and killed it instantly because you do that because you are Kenshiro. Um, and the mini games aren't really enjoyable. Like, there's a Hostess minigame, because of course there is. And it's it's just not as good as the as the Hostess game in Zero or, or Kiwami 2. And I'm just like... It's like like the premise, and is awesome and has some awesome moments, but it just kind of doesn't scratch the same itch that the Yakuza games do. So I'm kind of let down. And now there's Sekiro, <laughs> and I was doing really well in Sekiro. And then, and then I had a moment today where I'm like, I have forgotten how to play this. Expletive deleted, expletive deleted, expletive deleted, expletive deleted. Game, you expletive deleted, expletive deleted. How the expletive deleted? Can you grab me from there, you expletive deleted? Oh, good. Now I can't see anything because the camera's in a wall. Expletive deleted, expletive deleted. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, great. Now two people have dragon rot. That's fantastic. Tristan. Yeah? Would you like some chips with your salt? <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just gonna keep pouring it on. <laughs> it's like that uh, Cyanide and Happiness sketch. This is just fine? No, it's where they do the salt... You, you know the, the old salt prank where you unscrew the top of the salt, mm-hmm. someone goes to put salt on something, and the top comes off and all the salt spills out? Mm-hmm. It's that, but the guy just starts eating the salt. Oh, wow. Directly. Wow. And starts withering and drying out and turning into this little partial. Uh, it's it's kind of like that. Damn. It's time for the news. Yeah, I'm in the news. <laughs> <laughs> in the news today, I ate um, a meatball sandwich for lunch. It was so good. I had a I had a porchetta sandwich at the food truck. Oh, I went to Pax East today. How was it? Um, I don't that, know if yeah, we should be talking about that. Borderlands trailer. What's that? Yeah, that that's Borderlands cool. Borderlands trailer. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Yes. It had some I mean, good points. They added a JoJo's character! She has a stand and punches things! It just it just looks like more Borderlands, which I'm on board for. Um, maybe if the guy, main guy from Gearbox wasn't such a dingus. Yeah. I would be a little bit more excited about it, but... Wait, who's the main guy from Gearbox? Uh, Randy Pitchford. He's like this dude who, like, I don't know, like. He's kind of a douche. Has Would like this massive child porn collection. Or... No. Uh, no. I had, like, yeah. I had like private house parties with people. And it's yeah. Just starting to get out there, and we're starting to learn more as we go. Who yeah, knew Gearbox. that rich people were bad? Yeah. <laughs> who would have guessed? Yeah, you who know would have guessed that the rich were terrible? Let's just eat them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm all on Team Gritty here, but, like, there's bad, and then there's stit with kids, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like lines. And, yeah, ugh. Oh, gosh. Anyway. So, that um, is tempering any enthusiasm for Borderlands. So, yes, there was a board. yes. <laughs> Other than that, the Borderlands 3 stuff looks really cool, and they announced it, I think, on Thursday at PAX. I did not go on Thursday. I only went today, because I've done PAX enough times now. I've done PAX full weekends, and it's just too much. I've never and been to a PAX. I've been to PAX pi- twice, and it's it was too much. Yeah. I The last time I went was I stood in line for three hours with a friend of mine 
to watch like a five minute clip for Borderlands the pre-sequel and I was like huh that was really not worth it I had more fun standing in line with my friend for three hours than watching that video. (laughs) Right. Well, but you can try Borderlands 2 on the PlayStation Vita. It ran like butts. It ran like It ran like butts. butts. And I loved the Vita. That just that game was not ported well. See, I just thought you were gonna say I love butts. I mean, butts are also good. But Yes. Butts are pretty good. I um But yes, I it definitely um, was feeling overwhelmed again. Like it was like a forty-five minute wait to get into the building. We went out to the. They have food trucks now. Nice outside. Nice. And God. last year it was snowing when we were at the food trucks, and this year it was raining when we were at the food trucks. No. Um, but it took another like thirty minutes to get back in the building after we got our food at the food trucks in another line. Oh. There's just a lot of lines, and there's a lot of people, and it smells really bad. Yeah. Wait, gamer stink. Gamer stink is still a real thing. A bottle of Axe <laughs> is not a substitute for a shower. Oh, you sweet, sweet boy! You sweet, unknowing. It's only boy. gotten worse because because cons have gotten more crowded. Yeah. Ugh. There's a dis- you can you can honestly smell the difference. Like when you've been out in the fresh air for 45 minutes in line, and then you walk in the doors and you just hit. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. And you're like, oh, gosh. And you're like, just oh. a little in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, I like acclimatized to, to this. Oh. I'd like to think that since Magfest is always in the beginning of January, you kind of just freeze the stink off of your ass when you go outside to go to Nando's. No, <laughs> doesn't work that way though. Or you have people walking from the Wyndham to the Gaylord, so they're just freezing the stink away. We should. What's the Gaylord? We should all go it's to Magfest. The, it's the hotel where the Gaylord is. Um, no, 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 it's the hotel where Magfest is held. Yes, everybody should go to Magfest. It's better than Pax East. What is, Mag- what is Magfest exactly? Um, music and Games. Music and Games Fest, and Ooh, it's that awesome. that sounds fun. Yeah, it's great. It's the best. Yeah, it's we should all go to, to get, Magfest. It's starting to get really ginormous, but the good news is I'm a local. So if there is, God forbid, there is ever a chance I couldn't get a room at the Gaylord or the Wyndham, I could just drive there. Nice. I mean, that does sound like a pretty good play as it is. It's it's honestly way better to get a room because then you can party your butt off and not have to worry about getting home. <laughs> this is fair. This is also fair. My first nice. Magfest, I made the mistake of uh, putting way too much Everclear in my vitamin water. Hell, <laughs> yeah! It hurt. It hurt a Everclear. lot. Everclear. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, hundred percent Everclear. Proof. Yes. I mean, I know what Everclear is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but why would you ever mix it with vitamin water? Because it tastes good. <laughs> why would Why would you ever use Everclear mixed with anything? Because it tastes good. And get you drunk. Respect, Allie. Respect. Thanks. Yeah. Wow. Uh. So, in other news, um, people have been talking a lot about. Uh, but basically, the folks behind the division have been claiming that the game has yeah. no politics, even though yeah. it's set. It's a Tom Clancy franchise, and it's set in like the remnants of an American Civil War yeah. in Washington D.C. In Washington D.C. And while I have not played this division game, and I really don't have a desire to play any of the Tom Clancy games and such, it is interesting how um, I have seen uh, pieces on these these different responses where they've been quoted and 
it is kind of ridiculous, and I think it also um, we talked about this on last cast when we were talking about how basically people tried to have their cake and eat it too when talking about like cults and the imagery of white supremacy while also having them not explicitly be mm-hmm. white supremacists in Far Cry Five. And I just feel like this is actually creates worse art, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Like no, it does. The like if you're going to like. Politics are a part of the world, period, and you don't necessarily have you don't have to create art with a political view that I agree with. Right. But I feel like that you should be aware of what your characters believe in, and if they believe mm-hmm. in something, they have some kind of political point of view, even if it means not even if it means eschewing formal politics. Right. I mean, The Hunt for Red October is a great is a great uh, is a it's you know it's a great movie, but it's based off the fundamental premise of a Russian submarine captain defecting to the United States. There's politics very much oh, involved. Yeah. That was done by Tom Clancy. Yeah. Um, all of Tom, Tom Clancy's things with Jack Ryan are very much informed by you don't you see them less of the movie adaptations because they're watered down. But you know, and granted, I, I haven't read Tom Clancy's stuff. I read lots of Wikipedia, and <laughs> you know, Jack Ryan eventually becomes a conservative Republican president of the United States. Um, so it's. It's not, it's not that you have, and you know, like I love Dirty Harry, even though I don't agree with you know the whole nineteen seventies Law and Order of <laughs> no rights for criminals thing. But Dirty Harry definitely has a political point of right. view, and he's not hiding it, and it makes a compelling story. So if you just be like, oh, our art can mean all things to all people, it means you're basically creating pablum with no actual strong it's narrative. The 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 steps that. They have taken dancing around this. Uh, there was a, I think it was a Kotaku or yeah, Polygon it's a Kotaku. Article I think it's a Kotaku interview. That it's like the most yeah. like horseshit, non-committal responses right. humanly possible. Like if you built an AI to spout, like to to spout like corporate jargon water down of any possible meaning that would be it and this is a game that literally in the first cutscene talks about how you were one of the lucky ones because you had a gun i was gonna say isn't that how the game starts is it's like yes you, you had like, a gun you were able to protect your family guns are good yeah. immediate immediate political statement right yeah 100 percent. i mean and then you've got but then you've got companies like bethesda who come out and be like oh no our stance is very clear fuck nazis no, and that's why, quite frankly, the Wolfenstein games are so much better than freaking Far Cry right, Five because right. they had a point. They had a like, granted, it wasn't like high level political discourse, but you know what? It should you don't shouldn't have to have high level right. political discourse. I was gonna when say your enemies like, are Nazis. I was gonna say you don't need that when the enemies are Nazis. Exactly. Speaking of, did right. you guys see the new Wolfenstein trailer? Uh, the newest for the new blood. I've mm-hmm. seen the older ones. Um, I haven't seen the new one though. Does it look There's good? There's a brand new one, and it's very good. A lot of uh, F-bombs. I mean, I'm sure it's good. Like, the, that series has just been hot fire. Now, if Bethesda can just re- redeem themselves after Fallout 76. I'm sure death. it's... I'm sure they will with that game. I'm sure that I will be jizzing all over it all in the cast. Excuse yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Nice. You know, it's in, and Ellie. It, it's interesting. I... I don't want to generalize, but I feel as though we're all fairly liberal people on this podcast. <laughs> um, I would be curious to see our reaction if somebody actually made a game that was very, very conservative. I mean, again, like, I mean, it's, that's kind of the division. Yeah. The division is yeah. really, it doesn't say much, right? I mean, or does it? 
I don't think it doesn't. I thought the whole point was that it didn't say much about. I anything. think that the thing no. with the division is it's, and again, this is just coming from what I have seen and what I yeah. have read and from what other people have told me, it's complacent. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not outright. We are making this statement, but it's not exactly arguing for or against anything. It's right. complacent. That's and that's what Far Cry Five. That was the issue with Far Cry Five we had. Yeah, too, exactly. It, they 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 used like the interest of this might be a political art, artistic political statement as a selling point to get you to buy the thing, and you buy the thing, and there is absolutely no message at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was it? Did we also not talk about the uh, the thing in Deus Ex, like the robot apartheid or whatever? That oh right, did? and then yeah, and then they were just like assuming like, that that's what they were no, saying. You're, you're and they're like, Detroit. Black Lives Matter. What's that? Never heard of her. No, you're, you're thinking of Detroit become human. Oh, also, but, De- also but Deus Ex also, also did that. Deus Ex did that, too. Mechanical think, apartheid, that's what I was thinking, not yeah. robotic apartheid. Yeah, but I, I feel like Deus Ex tackled that at least a little better, especially when you had Detroit that came out and was like, slavery, we're not talking about I mean, slavery, we're talking about robots. Who anything compared to Detroit looks way better, but the fact that somebody, like, people pointed that out, they're like, wow, this looks a lot like the stuff happening with Black Lives Matter right now, and Ubisoft is like, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's that it's that it's that bullshit from the mouthpiece of the companies. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like a really conservative game, uh, a conservative game, and again, we are living in such a weird world where like a number of things that are now mainstream acceptable are just totally noxious. So you mean um, how there's a game that's basically called Rape Simulator on we, we, Steam that Steam won't take down? I, I went. I thought they did take Rape Day down. They didn't. No, I thought they he did. He voluntarily thought removed did. it. The developer yeah. removed it. Whoa. Oh, the developer removed it. That's right. Steam, yeah. Steam didn't. Steam did not. Steam saw no problem with that game being up there. Yeah. For yeah, sure, yeah. it's 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 been it's upset a lot of people. I think that. We, and rightfully so. No, of course. Like it's um, Sterling actually did have a great like video essay at one point about like the difference between and uh, well uh, why there is a qualitative difference in terms of like depicting rape and murder in games. Um, and essentially, is that you can you can kill in self defense. You cannot rape in self defense. And so, just like that's why having game narratives around rape is so very problematic. And Rape Day is just. Just said, uh, it seems like it seems like the worst, and yeah, yep. yeah, the worst, absolute, absolute, absolute worst trash. Um, yeah. Absolute but, dog poopy. Uh, oh, Valve says that Rape Day will not be released on Steam. Um, it, Valve says it will not allow Rape Day, a virtual novel that would let players blah blah blah. blah. Um, it, so, in a statement published on Steam, Valve's Erica Johnson explained. Eric John, that the company has declined to carry Rape Day on its store despite lax content policies. So Valve eventually did do it, but they didn't. Um, I don't believe they gave a really strong no. Like, they did statement. not. Like they were like they basically they didn't like just say like no because we're not just gonna put a game with rape on it. They're like there there was there's a lot of caveaty bullshit. Mealy um, mouth. Mealy yeah. mouth. Exactly. That's which, the word we were looking the, the, for. Mealy mouth is not the way you should do dealing with with that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, no. But in terms of like you know an, a game with like actual conservative uh, ideals and stuff, um, again, I feel like that there are games that I could enjoy 
with a conservative narrative who done well. Again, I bring up the example of Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. I watch Dirty Harry and like I see the politics it's going with. I don't agree with its views on criminal justice or prisoners' rights, mm-hmm. but it's a compelling story mm-hmm. and. Clint Eastwood is fabulous, and that forty-four Magnum is amazing. <laughs> and, yeah, I feel like if there was a game with that mindset, and I'm pretty sure that there have been, I would have enjoyed it. I mean, this is going to be sound kind of odd, but in a way, you could argue that the Grand Theft Auto games, at least some of them, are also kind of conservative, because you're playing as a mob boss, and the mob is oftentimes, like, you know, a reactionary force that has been used to keep the working man down, um, not to mention other groups of people. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say, it seems like Nico Bellic wasn't necessarily reactionary, but force, but like the Liberty City guy certainly was. Mm-hmm. I think the Vice City guy was. Um, it, again, it depends on depends yeah, on true. the GTA, but there have been ones where it's yeah. like, you know, you're pretty much out for yourself and you're building your hierarchical, well, criminal empire. No, I think that's a great point. Uh, but again, you know, we still enjoy them because they're compelling stories and they have a point of view, which is that like, I'm getting mine. I deserve to be atop of this criminal empire. Yeah. I'm going to kill people in my way. Yeah. The real question is, where are my libertarian video games at? <laughs> uh, Where's my Ron I, Swanson simulator? I mean, I think there's a number of games that are basically Ron Swanson simulator because Could of the... Could you play Red Dead Redemption 2 as Ron Swanson simulator? Pro- yeah, I haven't played could. it, but I'm almost certain you can. Yes, you could. I, I think, think you could. could. Play... You wouldn't get very far in the story, but you could. I mean... You could play any RPG like uh, with with I mean with your own with with your own political slant to it as well. I mean it's pretty. It actually would be interesting to just like take a politi- uh, political series of ethos around violence and trade and keeping your word, and then do a like let's say a highly uh, like a Black Isle or a Beth- like a old school Black Isle or old school Morrowind game and just like go through it that way. That could be a fun little thing that could get a bunch of YouTube views and then get taken down because of their algorithm. The algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. I think that was good for news. I think that was a nice. That was a nice. I like how we always veer into politics. No, it's good. Feels no, good, Sam. It, it does feel good. It, it's good because we're human beings and adults, and yeah, we are affected by the world and. Pretending that the world doesn't affect us is as gamers is and that we stupid. don't affect the world and that we also don't affect the world exactly even, even in our you know complacency complacentness whatever it may be yeah I mean that's yeah no for sure it's like you know there's no you always affect the world no matter what you do um, so yeah it's, it's important to be aware of that. Want to talk about what the fuck Kingdom Hearts three is about? Oh, I was gonna say it's about a boy who can put a whole lot of hearts in his heart, That's and about right, a baby. and about a bad man that wants all those hearts to get the big mega heart in the sky. That's right. It's about hearts that's darkness, ba- heart that's, heart darkness, darkness heart hearts that's darkness. That's basically hearts, Kingdom Hearts. I wish you like, could. <laughs> except like, I still cried like a baby in a lot of parts. <laughs> Because there's, like, actual closure on some stuff, and, like, it's one of those series, like, stories where 
that I absolutely love where it's, oh, wow, look at all these boys that aren't afraid to cry and talk about their feelings. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is dismantling toxic masculinity. <laughs> I love wow. it. Can we talk about that time uh, Mickey left a young girl to die? Oh, yeah. Mickey can go get fucked. Yeah. Wait, and then I she came King, back as a villain. I thought King Mickey was like the deus ex machina hero of this. He of is, King but Mars. he also left Aqua to die! Yeah. So, And then Aqua got norted! So, to put things in perspective <laughs> for here. So, I've played, <laughs> I've played Kingdom Hearts... I played and beat in Kingdom Hearts one and two. So we should just take a picture of my I, face. I was gonna say, I, if I yeah. didn't, if I had a tripod, <laughs> like I would just hold this out with the audio and just have the bearer reaction meter. <laughs> we should. I, I keep saying we should do this as a video yeah, podcast that might be fun at, some at some point. point I think that would be good, um, but only when Allie's present, so like someone is not blinding them with. The I'm audio. gonna sit in a corner and cry about Aqua for twenty years. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, Half the time Aqua was left alone in the dark world or whatever. What does it mean to be norted? Okay. <sighs> Here okay. we go. I'm putting on my crazy cap. <laughs> <laughs> putting on my tinfoil hat. So, oh yeah, baby. There's a bad, bad man. His name is Xehanort. He decides to do a villain and try to basically control kingdom hearts what is kingdom hearts it's the big glowing moon in the sky it's, it's shaped like a heart it's yeah. shaped like a heart it looks like it actually looks more like a piece of cheese it does but anywho <laughs> he decides that he wants to be the big bad and unlock kingdom hearts to <sighs> unlimited power <sighs> yeah basically basically like he wants to be the strongest boy ever and Nording is when he basically brainwashes people. Like, it's just basically brainwashing. And how many Xenohorts are there? <sighs> A lot. Well, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's OG Xehanort. Right. There's Terranort, right. who is Aqua's friend Terra that gets Norted. There's young Xehanort. There's... <laughs> there's Xehanort, right? There's, 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 so there's Master... Cause there's Master Xehanort and Xehanort and Young Xehanort, right? Yes. Yes. Also, there's time travel, which is yes, why there's Young Xehanort. Mm -hmm. So is this shit, like, <laughs> Ganon? Like, is yes. This yes. Like... And, and the thing is, the thing is, like, when they started with these spinoff games, people were like, oh, this is cool, and adding interesting stuff to the story. And then, you know, years go by. A decade goes by. Like, 17 years go by. And then people realize, oh, shit. Everything in those weird side games, like all 12 of them mm -hmm. or whatever, incredibly crucial to the plot and canonical. Yeah. So, so, in fact, I, I will... I will I you can't will skip give, this shit. I will provide you evidence that, that it's all canon, is that there's one fight where you fight all three of them at the same yeah. time. So, so Barra, what happened was there was Kingdom Hearts 1, and okay. people really liked that. Yes. So then they made Kingdom Hearts 2. Yes, and people that really the liked everyone that. liked the most, correct? Yes. Yeah. So... So I've played and beat in both Kingdom Hearts one and two. So have I. That's my that's my right. pedigree. Ali, what's your what's what's your? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've, I've put was... my hands on most of them. Yeah. Then what happened was there was ten years, and in those ten years, there were a lot of other Kingdom Hearts games released that had very strange titles that were very baffling, confusing, and all of these games came out for different systems. Some were on 3DS. 
some were on Sony consoles. And it turns out that every single one of those weird, bizarre side games was canon and plot crucial. So, then they decided, hey, while we're working on remastering Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, we're th we'll throw some of those games in with these collections. Which is how you have things with the weird-ass title, like Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 Final Remix HD. <laughs> wow. Um, and the game starts... Why? And the game starts... Kingdom Hearts 3, if I recall, starts with Kingdom Hearts 2.9. Yes, yeah. so ba basically so it, so it starts... I, <laughs> so I turned the game on. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts in 13, 15 years, whatever yeah. it is. And I start going... And it's like has like the Kingdom Hearts like three like title screen pops up, or it's just like a black screen. It says Kingdom Hearts three or something. Then there's like a little bit of an intro, and then all of a sudden it fades out to black, and it says Kingdom Hearts two point nine. And my yeah. jaw, I, I just started laughing out loud. Hadn't been blue balled that badly since I had to play for like an hour as not Sora. I had to play like an hour as Roxas. Anyway, anyway, Allie, continue. I was. I just almost threw my controller at the TV when 2.9 <laughs> popped up on the screen and my boyfriend laughed. He was like, wow, that's just mean. I thought it was awesome. It's wow. okay. Kingdom Hearts 3 shows up later. It's okay. Yes, it does. After a little it's bit okay. of an intro, then Kingdom Hearts 3 finally shows up. In so, Kingdom Hearts 3 box. So now I gotta ask, with the Kingdom Hearts stuff, what's with the Disney shit? Like, all of this stuff that you described is something that's like a normal JRPG... But how does it in how and why does does this incorporate the Disney shit? And moreover, how does it work? I don't and like, know why, why does it work. Yeah, I've never and really why, honestly investigated why. It kind of almost doesn't matter in some cases, except for when it really does. Yeah, it, explain it, yourself. Well, <laughs> it, it sort of feels to me like when Kingdom Hearts One came out. They didn't quite have enough JRPG Final Fantasy bullshit to do a full JRPG. Yeah. So they really leaned on the Disney characters to do that. So, like, the first game, Vera, Kingdom Hearts 1, it's all about, like, oh, man, like, Disney princesses are getting kidnapped because they're special and the bad guys need the special light inside them. Yeah. So That's that was basically metaphor. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then... With with some of the with some of the Final Fantasy Section Eight Thirteen E stuff at the beginning. Then two leaned super heavily into the JRPG stuff and had still had some of the Final Fantasy stuff and had a lot of the Disney stuff. Which makes it really weird. The three has no Final Fantasy stuff in it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. it's they they just completely ignored everything that's like Final Fantasy and, like, went with their own characters, which, like, I get why they did it, because they just ended up flushing out those characters right. so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, they kind of made another Final but, Fantasy. With, yeah. But! The biggest but ever! Mm -hmm. We could possibly be doing more Final Fantasy stuff in future Kingdom Hearts! What? Because, so... This is a spoiler cast, Dan. I'm just telling you that right now. This is yeah, what I mean, you're, everybody this knows is what this, you're in. This is called the freaking spoiler cast, and I've beaten the game. So. Okay, I was just double checking. For some reason, yeah. I thought you hadn't quite. So there's that's because that's Allie. That's because I never. That's because I never complete video games. That's why. But I did complete this I mean, video game. Yeah. 
That was my assumption. So you yes. know the like the Mickey, like the King Mickey, like symbols you can find throughout the world and take pictures yes. of. Yeah. If you collect all of those. Yes, there's like a secret ending. There's a secret secret ending because like. Because of course there. Kingdom is. Hearts three ends and like everybody's like hooray everything's fine we saved Kyrie again she's still like. A fucking cardboard cutout and never gets any justice except for, like, her two super cute scenes with Axel. And I wish we had more of that because I want Kyrie to be a real character and not just somebody to be saved all the time. And she's sad because she's like, oh, Sora, like, sacrificed himself to save me. I'm depressed now. But then, like, in the little secret ending, him and Riku are, it looks like, teleported to do two different worlds. One of them, I think it's Riku, gets teleported to look looks like the Verum, what it looks like is Verum Rex, which is like the Final Fantasy ass looking game that Rex yep. in Toy Story is playing all the time. And yep. then Sora looks like he's transported to Shibuya a la Twiwi. Because yeah. guess what? In one of the spin-off games, Twiwi is in it. Yeah. I don't remember which spin-off Kingdom Hearts game it was, but it had like fucking Neku and Josh, and all those dudes. So, like, the world ends with you. one person is in, like, the not-actually-real Square Enix game, and one person looks like they're in an actual real Square Enix game. So now the theory is that instead of doing Kingdom Hearts stuff crossed with Disney stuff, it's going to be Kingdom Hearts crossed with Square Enix stuff. Oh, cool. Sort of a la, like, the actual original game. Yeah. So it, it so Barrett to, to speak to your question too in a, in a different light like the Disney involvement in this game is you go to multiple Disney worlds as you did in other Kingdom Hearts games, mm-hmm. but to me it felt like and this might have been the case for Kingdom Hearts too but it's been so long since I played it is it it's just kind of, it just kind of goes through like the movie story it yeah. felt like for the most part I mean there are a few exceptions like Toy Story I think is one which is off just bonkers. Um, and then there's a, there's a couple others I think that are different, but a lot of them just go through the story of the actual Disney movie, but you're Interesting. involved. Interesting. Yeah. So they, they twists it a little bit, but like, and there's a lot more modern, more CG Disney movies in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, what's the best Disney world that you go to in three? Mm, Most people have said Toy Story. I like Toy Story a lot. I, I like the environment of Tangled a lot, but that's because that's one of my more recent favorite Disney movies. I am a little lukewarm on how they integrated the plots of Tangled and Frozen, because it's not even like they're a part of the story. It's more like Sora and Donald and Goofy are just awkwardly standing there watching everything happen. The end of Tangled where Eugene is like fucking dying and Rapunzel's like, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> and they're all just going... Sora's literally crouching in the window going, oh, oh, no, oh, oh no. If only I was closer, I could cast if, Kira. If only I could just walk, take a couple of steps and, you know. Use a phoenix yeah. down. Yeah, right. it's even worse in Frozen. Also, yes, they do have Let It Go and Do You Want to Build a Snowman in the Frozen yes. level. Because it's of course they do. It's Why horrible. It, great? it is horrible. That's such fantastic. I'm kind of a giant Frozen. I'm I'm surrounded by small children a lot of the time. I'm so tired of Frozen. (laughs) But you're one with the wind and sky, and they'll never see you cry. I mean, did I sing along to the song and cry a little bit? I did, but I'm still resent it. (laughs) How dare you mess with my emotions like Frozen? Don't at me. (laughs) Oh man, I'm actually pumped for Frozen too. 
but uh, the Toy Story world was really good. The uh, uh, what's it called? Big Hero Six world was pretty okay. Um, That's a that is a movie that I'd be interested in actually seeing a sequel to. Yeah. That was fun. I'm try- I'm, honestly, I'm having a hard time remembering what the other Disney worlds were. Pirates of the Caribbean world is actually pretty okay. I didn't yeah. mind that one too much. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I like like the look of a lot of the levels, mm. but I, not, I didn't actually have a lot of fun in most of the levels in the game. Oh, the Monsters, Inc. one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. I think I like the Toy Box a bit, which is Toy Story's world. Nice. Um, But it was kind of like weird because unlike the other ones it just goes off on a, on a tangent like it has nothing to do with the original story right so you're like in andy's room at the beginning so you're like really excited like mm-hmm. oh my god toy story we're gonna we're gonna replay all of like the cool scenes from the old toy stories but then you just go to a mall and then you spend the rest of your time in a mall basically <laughs> i mean it's basically like the bad guys are like hmm we are going to like make a parallel universe of this world and like Right. Buzz and Woody and Rex and Slinky and Ham are transported to like an alternate hell dimension where Andy doesn't exist. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, like Andy did exist, but he's not there, and it's really weird. That's bizarre. Toy Story has one of the best stories of all the worlds because it's like all the characters are talking about the storyline of Kingdom Hearts, and that to me is the best part of the mm-hmm. whole game. When like Goofy and Donald are explaining like the batshit insane storyline, like you got like Goofy, nice <laughs> talking, talking about hearts and darkness. Yeah, and dark, yeah, darkness, yeah, yeah. And hearts, That's darkness. because he was evil, Xehanort. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's awesome. And you're just sitting there watching this play, and you're just like, the fuck am I? Also, doing? the way Woody reacts to anything the bad guys say or do is pretty great. Yeah, because it's just like the also, fucking Tim Allen or like Tim Allen knockoff being like, this is dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> uh, also, Ali, I'm not sure if this is just my co- my copy of the game, maybe my play- my old PlayStation's performance or something, but there were a lot of really awkward spacings in a lot of the cutscenes through the game. Oh, like, like, yeah, no, definitely, I agree with that. Okay, <laughs> like, like it would be like, Hi, Sora, Donald, Goofy, how are you? It, it's just very strange, and there'd be like really weird pauses, like something would happen, and then there would just be a... It would take a second too long or something like that. Almost like the voice actors couldn't believe the shit they were spewing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it, it, it almost sounded like... Like, they definitely weren't saying it exactly the same way any time. But it's always, Hi, I'm Sora. And this is Donald. And Goofy. And it's like they almost did, like, six different recordings of right. him just saying that. <laughs> right. And yeah. then copy-pasting that every, like, 30 it's seconds. so strange. It and was then, really strange. And, like... Just, just such a strange thing. Like there were certain cutscenes where, like, it would just cut off the dialogue and just end the cutscene. I, I don't know. It was weird. Like, the, the, they wouldn't have been quite finished talking. You could tell it was the end of the scene, but they hadn't been quite finished talking. It would just cut out. That sounds more like the cutscenes were specifically written for like the Japanese audio. Maybe, length, yeah. And they just couldn't be asked to go back in and extend out the cutscenes for English dialogue. <laughs> So, is it my understanding that in the world of Kingdom Hearts, Donald is the most powerful sorcerer in the universe? Oh. Yes, because Donald casts Zeta Flare, and it's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think that... Let, let's let's move there, because I think yeah. that was the best moment of the whole game. That I don't was know if you... the best part of the entire game. Zeta Flare! 
The, well, the, that whole section, I think, was the best part of the entire game. So tell good. me about the best part of the entire game section, because I don't think I could play through all this nonsense. <laughs> it's a lot of nonsense. Look, can. I will send you so many links that will cover the plot of Kingdom Hearts for you, my friend. So many. Yes. So, give me this section, though. Tell me what goes down. So, do you want to go, Allie? No, you go ahead. I feel like I've screamed into the mic enough. Uh. You well, can never scream too much into the mic, Ellie. Unfortunately, I don't... Now that I'm thinking about this scene, <laughs> I'm realizing what I just... The landmine I just stepped on. <laughs> you want me to help you and, with the setup. So and everything you have to explain. Sora, so what happens... Basically, the plot of three... Oh, God. <laughs> Go, for it, like, Go for it, Allie. Go for it. Xanar's like, I need seven warriors of light and 13... Ooh, 13... Warriors of Darkness to come together, have a fight, so that we can open Kingdom Hearts. Because that's okay. the way it's been told. Because that's the way it's been told. Yeah. So, Sora and oh, the right. gang, which includes like the other seven Warriors of Light, go to where like the last biggest Keyblade War happened, and I don't remember the name of the zone. I'll, I'll tell you. It's called the Keyblade Graveyard. Yes, Keyblade Graveyard. Thank you. Duh. Wait, there was a war where most people used Keyblades? Yes, there, yep. the Keyblade there have been There have been many Keyblade Wars, because Xehanort's other thing is he wants to open Kingdom Hearts to start another Keyblade War. Why? We don't know. Yeah. What he is just a Keyblade does. exactly? It's a big sword, and it looks like a key, and it can basically do anything, because Nomura is like, I need to, like retcon stuff all the time but also like not retcon because there's stuff in like cutscenes or whatever from kingdom hearts one that people are like huh who's this character standing on the beach with this hair oh i think it's this girl in the weird mobile game huh i think i think it was jim i think jim sterling said it best uh when he said that what kingdom hearts needs is a story editor with a chainsaw (laughs) But yes, a keyblade, it's a key, and you stab it into someone, and it unlocks their death. Unlocks their death? Yeah. What? What is this it's fucking concept? You stab it into someone, and it unlocks their death. So then they, like, you stab them. Then they them, die, then they because you stab them with a key. Yeah. Oh. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so they get to this keyblade graveyard. Okay. And... They get attacked by this massive swarm of Heartless, which are like the the normal, if you've ever seen any of the footage of the game from the past bear, you'll know they're like those little shadow creatures. Yeah. There's a swarm of them, like a wave of them. Huge. Yeah. They're coming at them, and that's, I think that's when they try to like take, or somebody tries to take the people, right, Allie? They try to like suck up Kyrie into a yes. vortex. So Donald's... Well, first, yeah. first <laughs> Terra Nord shows up and oh, is like... Right. Ventus, I need you to stop being a ding-dong and let Venetus do bad things to you so that we can get the Keyblade. Because the other thing that Xehanort needs is the Keyblade. And no, it's not K-E-Y, it's a fancy squiggly looking X. Yes, a different the Keyblade, not C-H-I blade, the Keyblade, like the Greek letter key or whatever. Oh, the ultimate okay. Keyblade is also called the Keyblade. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Bear's head is exploding right <laughs> keep now. Keep on at it. I'm, 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 I'm close. Just keep on at it. 
So there's one Keyblade, and there's another Keyblade, but it's spelled differently. Right. Also, there's one Section 13, but there's also another yeah, there's Section 13. two Organization 13. 13s. Two right. Organization 13s. There's yeah. Organization 13, and then the second one, the real Organization, the real organization 13. 13. Yeah. Gosh, is this just like the IRA, where there's like 10,000 different versions of it? <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. I love it. It's such hot garbage. It's so bad. So, anyway, somebody's in trouble for some reason. Probably Sora. Because isn't Ventus inside of Sora's heart? Isn't Ventus's heart inside of Sora's well, heart? Not Wait, anymore, because at oh, that that's point, right. Ventus, he, he Ventus has been brought yes. out of his coma. That's right. That's because right. Because Ventus right. was in a coma. The problem here is that... <laughs> Wait, has Roxas been brought back? No. Uh, no, we haven't still... seen Roxas yet. Roxas is still stuck inside Sora because at this point, this poor boy's got like four other hearts in him. It's him. He's got This poor there's boy has four other boys in Naminé, there's yep. Roxas, and, and inside Roxas is Shion. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> heart, heartception. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Sora has four hearts inside his body. He's such a... Loving boy. <laughs> and so he's in trouble, and Donald jumps in front of him and just shoots off this just massive magic attack out of nowhere. And what's it called? Zeta Flare. Zeta Flare. Yeah. And Donald talks with the Donald voice, right? He literally yells out Zeta Flare in Donald, Donald's yeah. voice <laughs> and like, fires it. The only thing would have been better if it was like Neo Bahamut X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Donald somehow stumbled upon Final Fantasy Summon Materia and was like, Yes! Now, Just load them all into me. I mean, question, wouldn't it be even better, though, if they somehow got some uh, fun animation property and then Don was like, Kame! Kame! Um, So that happens. And then Sora gets, like, it fails, basically, right? Like, the ultimate magic attack doesn't do much of anything, right? Yeah, because Terranor is just that strong. Yes. Even though you defeat him pretty handily and easily right after, like, fairly fairly soon yeah. after that. But anyway. Um, so then everybody in the party gets, like, overtaken by darkness. But Sora, like, goes to, like, this other world which, like, looks like, uh, like the world from, like, Bruce Almighty or something where they have, like, the... I, I might even be making that up, where it's just, like, the endless ocean that you're standing on. Yeah. And, um... So there's, like, this endless ocean that you're standing on, and... <laughs> then you, like, pick up other copies of yourself <coughs> in this world, and then he gets transported to another world, which has, like, different axes that Soras are walking on, and you have to, like, fly around and pick them up. Right, Allie? And then you go... Yeah. And, and then you're you... like... Who is talking to me? Yes. You know, someone. His name is Chirithy. Who's Chirithy? Don't ask. It's fine. Yeah. The final boss of Kingdom Hearts 4 will be Nomura himself. <laughs> and then you go back and you replay the events again of that moment. But then, like, the coolest thing happens. Because um, then you, like, somehow get, like, the power of the rest of, like, the community, I think, of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it's like all the people playing the um, the mobile game, I yes. think. Yes. So because I'm because I'm like who's butt munch sixty nine yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so throughout the game I I want to I want to quickly pause and say that like the actual game I found really fun I, oh yeah the actual it, game is it, really fun I, I think it's a little easy I think if you want a challenge you should do proud mode but, oh definitely uh, the, I played on normal it was I I don't think I died ever I think I only died when it was like a time challenge or something like that mm. yeah um, same but 
there's this like I don't know. There's like this cool moment where so throughout the whole game, there's context sensitive actions you can do with the triangle button. So if you do enough combos mm. with your different keyblades, because you can swap through them, you can do different like like final moves for lack of a better way to describe it. And there are also like Disney rides you can activate. So like if you hit certain enemies that have like a reticle on them at a certain time, you can activate like this context sensitive thing where you like become a pirate ship and you, you have gotta, like You gotta get that branding in there. Magic carousel and all sorts. It's actually really cool. And it's just, it, the I game's like, like oh. the, I like the Ferris wheel one a lot. The Ferris wheel one's great. The mad teacups are good. Um, they're all pretty good. They actually, in that world, the magic mountain coaster where you're like mowing down. Oh Marvelous yes. Is freaking that awesome. was good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, but, um, I really liked all the ones in Tangled, too, again, because I just yeah. really liked Tangled. And the Toy yes. Story ones were really fun, too. Although the rocket was kind of hard to control. They, I will say something that they really could have worked on better was just the camera for those yeah. attacks. Yeah. Because, like, the rocket one and, what is it, the Hercules one with yeah. Pegasus, the camera yeah. is just god-awful on yeah. those. I have no idea where the hell I'm going. I would agree with that. I used the Olympus one for a little while. Um... But yeah, no, it's, it's anyway, so that it all culminates and all of a sudden there's a whole, a whole bunch of triangle actions like stacked up practically out of the screen and it's a whole bunch of people like playing the mobile game and you can oh. mash through them and you channel their power. So it's the people who are actually playing the game, their usernames and you're mashing it and you're channeling all of their energy, almost like a spirit bomb to like keep, keep out Whoa. the, that part was really cool. That was probably the best part of the, that whole area, that whole section was probably the best part of the game. For me, it's awesome. But is it oh, a it heart was amazing. spirit bomb? It was incredibly cathartic, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. I, I'll, I'll also say that, like the, I think the worlds get better as you go. Um, a little more detailed, and there's a little more going on. I, I, I still felt like there were missed opportunities, especially with like load screens and whatnot. But yeah, um, I just, I don't know. At one point, they decided to basically cut off whatever Disney worlds they were going to. But I would have really loved a Moana world way more than probably, a Pirates of the Caribbean one. Yeah, again. I think I think it was probably the ten year mark. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> probably. <laughs> You're right. If we don't, no, but uh, Frozen was released this well, years ago. Frozen was came out in like 2013, 2014. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If we do, guys, if we don't release this game, Donald at some Trump point, was decidedly not president then. <laughs> Guys, if we don't release this game at some point... 2013. We'll never finish. So, I, I really like the, like, with the Pirates world and the uh, Big Hero 6 world at the very end. They're the two last worlds. They're a little bit more open-ended. So, like, you can kind of plow through them if you want, or you can explore. So, like, there's, like, a whole metropolis you can explore in Big Hero 6. And there is a... Like, you can just explore islands willy-nilly... Oh, nice. The Pirates one, too. You, but you don't have to. You can just go right to the end pretty quickly. That's cool. Which was pretty cool and neat. Yeah. Um, oh, there's so, also, like, the little Winnie the Pooh world, which is so yes. cute. And I, I love it. I love Winnie the Pooh. Did, did, did Pooh Bear lose his memory again? Not quite. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Not quite. It's a very small, short sidebar. It's probably less than an hour. Like a thirty-minute sidebar world, 
this time around. It's usually pretty sidebarish, I think. Yeah, it's just super cute. I love yeah. anything Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is adorable and amazing. Did you see the 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 live action movie that came out with you and McGregor and Winnie the Pooh? Christopher Robin. <laughs> Yeah. I heard it was really bizarre. I did not. It's on HBO, I think. I but I haven't watched. I it. I haven't seen it, but I want it. I, HBO. I, yeah, I'll I'll watch it. Maybe I'll, I'll come back for next it, cast. It with my certainly thoughts about it. certainly can't be any weirder than Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> I don't know, man. You and McGregor could be a weird dude. I we can use. I could. I don't think I could. I think I could probably walk into the Mojave, take a gallon of pay, like peyote. And still not have as weird an experience as Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> what about doing peyote and then playing Kingdom Hearts 3 if you've never played a Kingdom Hearts game before? Then it might actually make sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just imagine, like, I just imagined, like, you know, this guy playing a game and his, like, stoner roommate comes in. Like, oh, no, I get it. There's, like, five Zen and Hortz, all of whom have been... And, like, the stoner guy just gets it instantly. <laughs> so I can instantly describe the important entire question, thing. Then. If I was to just pick up Kingdom Hearts 3 yeah. and play it, having not played 1 or 2 or any of the other side ones, how much of it would I be able to understand and how much None would I actually it. get? Would I still enjoy the game because of the gameplay and the immediate story or no? I think you would like the gameplay. There's also a lot of really great mini games. Hundred Acre Woods is a, great, yes, a good segue a, to that. It is packed full of stuff to do, which I think is like... The, one of the best parts of the game because it's not even stuff that you're like oh wow this is like way too much or like none of this is fun like there's so much and it doesn't feel like busy work like unlike finding the 101 dalmatian puppies right yes so this is a this is a bit of an odd question because i mean as i said previously in the cast like you know kingdom hearts was something was big when i and you guys were in high school yeah. and then it became and then you know and so i feel like uh king hearts too and so i feel like Kingdom Hearts 3, a lot of the audience is older millennials like us, but how much of the game is also designed still for, like, people who are, like, you know, middle school or younger to still get enjoyment out of this? Oh, it's definitely still, I think, would appeal to that age group, because the thing that's... Cool. The thing that I always really liked about it is it, it wears its heart on its sleeve. It doesn't try to hide the fact that it's really cheesy right. and, like... Always, just always, 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 always talking about people's feelings, and like it gets kind of dark and messed up in a lot of ways. And like that's like something I really appreciate about it is it doesn't shy away from stuff like that. I don't know. It's it's nice to just have a piece of media that's like, yeah, we get it. Like it's kind of silly and over the top, but it also feels oddly genuine. It sounds like a really earnest game, even though it's really weird and complicated. Yeah, I would say I would say that like, again. Like beautiful animals, boys crying. What's not to love about that? Right, and there'll be like one moment where they're on the ship, like having a good laugh together, like Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and then the next moment they'll be in the dark world, and um, Aqua's talking about how Mickey left her in this dark place with nobody for 10 years and she had nobody to talk to and she was isolated and she fell into a really dark place and uh. <laughs> oh yeah like all the stuff yeah. with aqua especially in the dark world like actually got to me there's a part where you are in the dark world playing as sora and you have to fight aqua after she's been like norted mm -hmm. and like there's really creepy dialogue going on during that fight yeah. that she's saying like yeah. honestly kind of disturbing 
Damn. Way to go, Mickey. Way to go, Mickey, you fuck. Good uh, choice. I I think I would also say, though, that while the game is very fun and has interesting things going on, it is a pretty long game, and I I think that you'd probably... This is at least my opinion, Allie, you can disagree, but I I think you might be better served to play something else with Mm -hmm. your time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Unless (laughs) if you want to dedicate, like, the next... I don't know five months of your life to one game series and that's being generous yeah play something else no no i mean listen i i need to look yeah i think with that amount of time commitment and such i would especially since we've already done the cast i think i would probably just like go and finally do mass effect stem to stare step to stern uh, so like but, uh, let's think about it this way like the main titles are probably anywhere between 40 to 50 hours. Mm-hmm. And then any of the side games are probably like 20 to 30-ish. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Probably more closer to 30 yeah. for yeah. a lot of them. These are JRPGs after all. Yeah. yeah. So how many games were there? Like 13? Yeah, something like that. <gasps> oh my god! Is it actually 13? I'm going to piss myself if it was actually 13. <laughs> because that's such an important number in this game series. Hold on, I'm doing some math. Alright, so while Allie's counting, uh, if you're looking for a good game series that would be less of a time investment. Here comes, here comes a Yakuza recommendation. Oh, I was going to say DMC. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, Yakuza is another good choice. Thanks for making my point for me, Dan. <laughs> now that you brought up the Yakuza series. <laughs> Watch it. Wait for it. Hold on. So, so Devil May Cry, they've released... The original trilogy and four, all of them remastered for PS4. You don't have to play two. Yeah, two's a really bad game. Two is awful. Uh, in DMC Five, there is a history of DMC video you can watch. It kind of like gets you caught up. Devil May Cry Two gets less screen time than the Devil May Cry anime. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first episode of that. Yeah. He has like, I think you screened it in Asian media. Yes, I did. There's only 11 games. 11 is the answer, not including the fact, not including 1.5 remakes or 2.8 final chapter prologue or key (laughs) Unchained Union Cross because key and Unchained Union Cross are the same game. Uh, Anywho, (laughs) you can't see (laughs) Keen Unchained Union Cross. Is that about an ex an ex Irish priest who starts to organize (laughs) railway workers, but then is nearly beaten to death, only to return from his near death experience to enact brutal revenge, while at the same time feeling very guilty because he is turning his back on the teachings of Jesus? No, but that would make more sense than the bottom of these games. The other, I think the other thing I appreciate though, Ali, is that I think it does kind of just end, right? I mean, I, it feels like they finished the story. Like, yeah, there's definitely like stuff like at the end of the game where they're like, "Here's some setup for like other future games," but like the main plot line of like all of Sora and his friends, at least not including the like little secret ending. Right. Totally done. Like, I'll be really surprised if we go back to Destiny Islands or anything like that. Right. And see Kyrie or anything like that. I think we're definitely going to see more Sora, even though I heard something where Nomura was like, "Oh yeah, Sora's story is done." I'm like, "No, it's not. He's he's there." No, what we need to—that's my boy. So doing stuff. We need to have Sora become the Joseph Joestar of the series, 
and come back in the next part as a mentor character? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I you don't think, think so? My, my gut feeling is if they're going to keep him around, they're going to keep him as the main playable character. Well, they just uh, won't let a boy rest. No, because the, uh, the Golden Sun sequel actually did that really well. Where you actually get to play as the original crew's kids. And uh, the original characters are there. Which is kind of weird because the main playable character who was kind of a silent protagonist now actually has dialogue. But um, that game did it really well. I'm also really glad that Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't end with Sora getting an envelope. And flipping it over and seeing the Smash Brothers logo on the back of the I mean, envelope. like, the thing is, like, <laughs> if you want to be straight up bleak about it, Sora dies. Yeah. Right. Like, Sora dies to bring back Kairi. Right. And then the secret ending means, and again, this is why I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Tweewee. Sora's not actually quite dead. Yeah. Right. He's in another dimension, probably, somewhere. Yeah. What's Tweewee? The world, uh, the world ends, ends with, with you. you. It's another game. Mm-hmm. Right, no, like I said, I just, I'm just really glad the secret ending wasn't uh, Sora's going to be in Smash because I don't think the universe could handle the madness of Kingdom Hearts and the madness of Smash Brothers coming together. I mean, watch, the next Smash game, he's going to be a character. Well, we still have, like, what, four unannounced secret fighters for Smash Ultimate? Oh, it might actually just be Sora. It might, one of them might actually just be Sora. Would make sense to me. Yeah. Um, they, they've said, um, they've come out and said that the all the yet-to-be-announced characters are characters you would not expect to see in Smash Brothers. Huh. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I, I want to see the prince from Katamari Damacy. I would die. Oh, that would be happened. cute. Dan what? would be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, going back, like, the thing... Like, just going back, the whole thing, the whole thing why I'm freaking out about Tweewee is there's a lot of stuff about, like, death and sacrifice in Tweewee. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, it makes sense that Sora would get teleported there. I mean, makes sense in the vaguest possible terms. Because so, Square Enix. Yeah. So, Dan, as a weird side note, um, have <laughs> you arranged, or would you arrange to, on your wedding playlist, have a Katamari Damachi song? I would not. <laughs> Darn it. I was I was going to say, I want Simple and Clean to play at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> not even Lonely Rolling Star? No. <laughs> not, no Katamari. No Katamari. I, I, try, I, I, try, I tried Katamari on the fiancé. And it didn't work. Once, and it did not end well. Aww, did bummer. you try the soundtrack or the game? Both. She... Oh. She's more she's more okay with the soundtrack, I suppose, but it's not something that is going to be taken <laughs> by many people. It'll be like there'll be like three people there, like jumping up and down for joy, and everybody else will be like, "What the hell is happening?" And then the three people on? who are jumping up and down for joy will take all the people who don't know what's happening and form them into a giant ball <laughs> and start rolling them around the venue, picking stuff up, and then into the sea, <laughs> go into the sky to become a star. <laughs> that game is anyway. dark. Um, Allie, is there anything else you wanted to say about Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, I, I've asked all my questions. I feel I feel like I, I don't have... It's weird to, like, have just played this game for 30, 30 hours and, like, have played two other games when I was younger and not have more to say about it, but I think I'm just happy that it's over. 
I am so happy that at least some stuff finally got closure. I was so, so worried going into this game. I mean, there's still lots of questions about, like, yeah. what the heck is going on. But, like, for the most part, things are wrapped up. I, the one thing that makes me hesitant about the f- idea that they won't come back to original Kingdom Hearts stuff if they do future games is, like, there's two characters at the end talking about another character we've never seen before or really Uh seen much with. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, they're talking about her constantly throughout a huge chunk of the game. And it's like, who Who is this? this? Who is this lady? What's her name? Why are we talking about this? I don't understand. Oh, I thought that was... I thought that was Namine. No? No, I'm pretty sure it was um, the girl that Axel and... I was about to say Saix, but Issa were talking about a lot. (laughs) Because also this game series is obsessed with best friends being always a constant trio. Because you've got Sora, Kairi, Riku. You have Axel, Roxas, Shion. You have... Issa, Axel, whoever this other girl is, you have Terra Aquaventus. Like, it's just constant trios. Like, you have Sora, Donald, Goofy. They're obsessed with the number three and the number 13. Gosh, they're 13. Also, and and Barra, we also haven't even begun to dive into the madness that is nobody's and somebody's and... Heartless and heartless, and what happened, and what the life cycle of a nobody. Is. But I don't think we need to. We don't need to. No, we don't. We uh, that's yeah, just yeah, tell yeah, me. That, that's a can of worms. We do in not need to go into. Does Kanye West ever play? Oh my god! Oh my god! The 808s and heartbreak world coming coming to Kingdom Hearts Four. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Kanye world would actually probably. Can you imagine if Kanye was, like, the fourth member of your party, Allie? I think I would just put my controller down and then go sleep (laughs) for, like, ten years. Like, nope, nope, that's that's enough internet for one day. I'm going to do pseudo-rule 13 on uh, Kingdom Hearts, Kanye West, Heartless, YouTube. Oh, there's definitely going to be lots of... Lots of AMVs for that. Oh, oh my gosh! There's a Kanye West Kingdom Heartlet! Oh my gosh! There's oh, an AMV! No. There's oh, an no. AMV! Oh. Don't, don't do this to me, Vera. Please. No, that'll, be a side, that'll be a sidebar for... That's for how we should... I mean, honestly, that's how we should, like, end this cast is to Kanye. Oh, so, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll keep that in the show notes. We'll end with, uh, we'll end with Kanye. Anything else? We'll have to balance I, I, I it out with good right now. <laughs> That just, like, I don't know if it's the exhaustion or just the idea, but, like, I hurt. I'm in pain now. Alright, we I'm have to end tired. this now. This is too much. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Um, Alright, all right, let's do the shameless promotion time. Tristan, just anything you would like to promote? No. YouTube is garbage. My enthusiasm is at an all-time low. Vera. Uh-huh. Uh, go and Where read the Daily Hampshire you? Gazette newspaper and my articles. Also, follow me on Twitter at Vera Now, where I sometimes will post those articles. Wait, you're on Twitter now? I've been on Twitter for years, Allie. What? 
years. No one told me this. Followed. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I will randomly post, post articles and also random Yankees fandom stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, Dan, what's your next concert? Wait, what did you say, Allie? Why did you tweet Tanaka Baby on March 28th? Because Masahiro Tanaka won a game. Oh, okay. It's a, Yan- it's a, Yan- it's a Yankees thing. Oh, sports. <laughs> he's a he's a uh, he's a Japanese pitcher for the Yankees who is a total savage and also posts adorable photos with him with animals and fishing. Um, he also ended up like marrying a Japanese pop idol who's like two years older than him, um, and he credits her with her cooking because he also has a cooking show with like. Him having this amazing season in Japan that got him signed in the United States. Um, <laughs> he has a great social media presence. It's wonderful. Okay. But he's also just a great pitcher and a savage. Allie. <laughs> what or, are you promoting, what Allie? Would you like to? What would you like to promote? Good skin care. Moisturize, <laughs> everybody. Just because winter is over doesn't mean you got to stop moisturizing. Get this all slippery true. up in here. <laughs> Great. Okay. I guess, I'll, sub- I guess I guess I'll promote my Twitter too. Get slip get slippery on my Twitter. Get slippy with it. It's, it's <laughs> hey Linda Linda. That's H E Y L Y N N D A L Y N N D A. I tweet about stupid crap. I'm sure you it's, do. Like it a, is like a, like like a retweet of a picture of Goofy lying dead on the floor yes. and it has the Marvel Avenge the Fallen poster on top of it. <laughs> so please avenge Goofy because like motherfucker like basically dies at one point in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> they permanently kill Goofy? No. He no. comes back, but like uh, that big fight scene yeah. that uh, Dan was describing earlier, everybody except like Sora and Riku fucking die. Yeah. But then Damn. they come; they all come back to life, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Good stuff. And what are you I, promoting, Dan? I, 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 no, I just want to say that no, Ali does have wonderful Twitter content that I I would say a good twenty-five to fifty percent of all things that I like and retweet on Twitter come from her wonderful her wonderful handle. So, oh, gosh, I gotta start following this shit. Um, anyway, um, I'm, I'll just promote this. So um, you can like subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, all the things, the spoiler cast. Or uh, you can find us on our website at spoilermedia.net. Thanks, y'all. See you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Find nobody better than